0: what day is it people what day is it whoop whoop hump day (laughs) now at some point i gotta feature some actual camel sounds on the show but it is wednesday it is hump day you're back locked and loaded from the break on the newest heat the latest heat best form of alabama football news notes and information in the streets this is in my own words the podcast Yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. This show brought to you, powered three days a week by our good friends at WhitWheelSports.com. That's right, Tidal towel. It's only $9.99. The Rally towel with benefits for the avid Alabama sports fan. Right now, you go to WhitWheelSports.com. W-H-I-T-W-I-L-S-P-O-R-T-S. Get you a couple of those towels today. Show that pride and purpose as you twirl this towel, title towel, towel in the air like you just don't care. I wanted to start off this topic right here by kind of taking a pulse of the fan base in terms of uh, Tua Tagovailoa, where the Heisman Memorial Trophy race is concerned. Because if you look at the Twitterverse right now, even with Alabama on the bye week, you look at the Twitterverse right now, half the fan base is, you know, I'm all for Tua Tagovailoa winning the Heisman. I'm down for it. Want to see him do it. And then you have the other half that goes, keep that trophy away from him. Let Jalen have it. Let Joe Burrow have it. Let somebody else have it. Our only focus is the national championship. We can care less about Tua Tagovailoa winning the Heisman. So I wanted to get into kind of posting the fan base on: uh, Are you for him winning it? Is it good if he wins it? You know what would what what would be your mindset if Tua Tagovailoa was to win the Heisman? But we will save that topic for another day because right now. It's the defense of Alabama that still continues to move the needle. Want to have a dialogue. Want to continue having the conversation uh, about this defense because it's not terrible. It's just something that, you know, we are not used to. Say, for example, if I had a child right now and uh, at some point in my life, Want to be a father? Want to have children? Want to be able to, you know, pass on the legacy that is Stephen M. Smith to the next generation? So, say for example, if I had a child right now, and you know, my child was a was an A honor roll student, whether it was a boy or a girl, my son or daughter is always an A honor roll student. Every time the report card comes home, they're going, "Daddy, Daddy, look what I got!" And I look at the report card. And I see nothing but all A's. And I'm bubbling over inside. You know, my chest is sticking out. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm used to my child making the A honor roll. That's what my child has put me on. That's what my child has got me, you know, accustomed to seeing. All A's. And one day, they bring home that report card. And they go, Daddy, Daddy, look what I got. So in my mind, I'm already expecting all A's. But I look at the report card and there's a B on the report card. Now a B isn't terrible. A B isn't bad. It still means they did well. It still means they passed. It still means they advanced to the next, you know, grade of a next report card or the next stage in terms of their schooling. But because it's not all A's, because it's not what I've grown accustomed to seeing, I become sort of concerned. It's, okay, well, son or baby girl, you know, where did the bee come in? I'm not mad at you. I'm not disappointed at you. But where did the bee come in? Now, the bee could have come in by... The test could have been hard. Uh, The class could have been hard. The teacher could have been tough. It could have been anything. But because of the fact that it's not what I've grown accustomed to, I quite naturally would be a bit more disappointed just due to, or a little bit more disappointed just due to I'm used to seeing, you know, all A's. And this is what, you know, the the Alabama fan base is going through right now. I mean, this defense is not putrid as its 13th in the country in scoring defense giving up 14.8 points a game but because it's not suffocating opposing offenses you got of fan bases you know our fans in the crimson tide support system that very much so disappointed by what's going on and uh, the biggest part of all of this is we make a lot of comparisons in this lifestyle Is it wise to make comparisons? No, but we make a lot of comparisons. And it's okay. It's in our nature, right? You you look at a young Alabama player, an up-and-coming guy, and he may bring uh, some similar qualities that an older player that has come through the university, you're like, okay, I see this young hotshot guy on the rise. He reminds me of so-and-so that used to play here. I mean, I myself have made comparisons. If you don't remember, I made the comparison of, you know, Devonta Smith would be the next Kevin Norwood slash Kenny Bell. Made that comparison back in 2017 at the open practice back in August prior to Devonta Smith becoming what we know him to be as. And though the Kenny Bell comparison, uh give or take, is debatable, Kenny Bell a little bit faster than Devonta Smith, the Kevin Norwood comparison hit home, It's squarely home. I have made the comparison that John Mechie is Calvin Rickley 2.0. And the moment that we can see this young man on the field more, there's a good possibility that comparison may turn out very accurately so we have all you know made comparisons in our lifetime and when it comes down to this defense we look at the 2009 team of a 2011 group the 2015 through 17 units and now we look at this defense and we get the feeling of well this group has completely tapered off from what these other groups had but There is one ingredient that the other defenses had, the other units, the other teams had under Saban that I don't think people have really, you know, touched in on. There's one ingredient, no, there's one aspect that there was something that made those groups really stand out, really unique, truly special, truly um, admirable that not a lot of national analysts, local guys, and fans have really, you know, dipped into. And that special ingredient is those players on those teams really policed those respective teams. You had some big bras. You had some OGs. You had some alpha voices. You had some guys that really been through some stuff. And when they spoke, everybody else shut up. Like, nothing else mattered. When those guys opened up their mouths, it was the OG is talking, the pimp is talking, the real man is talking, big bro that had been through some stuff is talking, everybody else, shut up. What you're saying right now is not important. The king, the big dog, has the floor. Let that brother speak. That's what it was, and... You go back to 2009 for just a moment here. When you had guys like Rolando McClain, uh, Marcel Darius, Eric Anders, guys like Javier Arenas. When those guys spoke, everybody else shut up because those guys been through it. Those guys, they been there, they done that, and they were trying to build the platform right of what the of what the program has grown to be today at the University of Alabama so when a guy like a Marcel Darius spoke when a guy like a Rolando McClain a Eric Anders a Javier Arenas when those guys had the floor Nick Saban didn't have to say a word they were like it's it's okay coach 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 we got this we got this who had a lie We'll get them right quick. We're checking these egos at the door right now. Whoever is not falling with the process, whomever is not rocking and rolling, whoever is not riding shotgun with what we got to say, we're checking them egos right now. So you had those voices. You had those guys on the team that were feared, that were revered, that were the OGs in 09, okay? It was those guys. And then... You know, 2011, you had guys like Drake Kirkpatrick, Mark Barron, Dante Hightower, Courtney Upshaw, a couple of guys on the defensive line, but the guys I named were the main guys. I even go back to, there was a story I remember. I was told this story about the 2011 team, and it was the rematch between Alabama and Louisiana State University for the national championship in New Orleans. And uh, I remember there was a team meeting, a team dinner, by the way, as a matter of fact, team dinner. And everybody on the team was kind of, you know, laughing, giggling, being all nonchalant, you know, just so happy to be, you know, in New Orleans. And I'm not sure if it was Donta Hightower or Courtney Upshaw. It was one of the two OGs. One of those two guys, they got up, And they said, everybody, shut up. Basically said, cut the crap. They said, shut up. They whooped us at home. We got beat nine to six. They out-physicaled us. I don't want to hear another word. From here on out, it's business. No more laughing. No more talking. I want to crack some heads. Shut up. And the moment... Whether it was Dante Hightower or Courtney Upshaw, the moment one of the big brush said this, one of the leaders, the voices said that, you could hear a pin drop. Everybody got quiet. You didn't hear another word. It was, they ate, it was the team, finished the dinner, they ate the rest of the meal. Guys went through the team meetings. Everybody, it was serious face from then on out. Why? One of the voices, one of the OGs that been through it, that then earned his respect, said something, and everybody else shut up. You heard no more talking. You heard no more talking. And Alabama would go on to win, of course, the national championship, shutting out LSU 21 to nothing. You even look at for 2015 and 16 and 17 groups. You had veteran guys. You had them OGs, whether it was Big A Sean Robinson, Big Jaron Reed, Reggie Ragland, Ruben Foster, Jonathan Allen, Tim Williams, Ryan Anderson, Dalvin Tomlinson, Deron Dur- Payne. You had OGs. Minka Fitzpatrick, Tony Crazy Tony Brown, Ronnie Harrison. You had those guys. I mean, The 2015 team was so well-policed to where they sent one of their own home. Tony Brown got sent home. It was was like, Coach Nick, you don't got to say nothing. We'll send Tony home. If Tony ain't finna straighten up and fly right, if Tony ain't getting down with the get down, we'll send Tony home. You don't got to worry about it, Coach Nick. Coach Nick, you don't got to lift the finger. We got this. We got it. And those guys policed that team. They the ones that sent Tony Brown home. The OGs did it. Nick Saban said, oh, y'all want to send Tony home? Ball in y'all court then. Nick Saban, the coaching staff, didn't have to do a thing. And as great as as great of a coach as Nick Saban is, right? And Nick Saban will go down as the greatest of all time, as great as the coordinators he had in Kirby Smart and, and Jeremy Pruitt. And both of those guys now head coaches at their respective programs. It was the players on those teams. It was the personalities on those teams. It was the OGs of those teams that policed those teams. Those players did not let small stuff get through. It, it was the fact that you weren't scared of Saban. You were afraid of A'shaun Robinson. You weren't afraid of Saban. You are afraid of Jonathan Allen. You were afraid of... Of uh, Marcel Darius. You were afraid of Rolando McLean. Anybody that carried themselves with some experience, with some moxie, with some I done been there, done that attitude, and they weren't taking no mess. Those were the ones that you were afraid of because you did not want to get in that film room or you did not want to get in that practice or you did not want to get to the team hangout and they found out you were the link that weren't doing your job. Oh, they came at you and they came at you hard. So, for this team, the difference is, who is the voice on this team? That's the question. Who are the OGs on this team? Who are the guys on this team that have been through, done, said, you know, some stuff, and that can get the attention of everybody? Who, who are those guys? And uh, if I look at this team right now, I can probably maybe give two or three guys Two, it may be a possible one more. Anthony Jennings, Xavier McKinney, and possibly Trayvon Diggs. I mean, Raekwon Davis has potential, but if he was to open up his mouth and speak, I don't know if folks were to say, hey, shut up, big bro Raekwon talking. Chill. What you got to say, Raekwon? What we got to do? I don't know if he would fit that plateau right now. I don't know if Terrell Lewis would fit that plateau right now. He didn't been through some stuff. The missed 25 games to the injuries. But if Terrell Lewis was to open up his mouth and speak, how many guys in that room would shut up, pay attention, and get the gist and roll? Because right now, this team needs to have some alpha male OG guys that have been there, done that. They need some guys to step up and be them voices. Because that's the difference between this team and the teams of years past. Teams of years past had those guys that the moment they spoke, a switch was flipped, we about to get it going now. Because I don't want to sit there and let one of them old guys down. I don't want to sit there and be the link that everybody ha- everybody comes at because I was the one that let the team down. So Alabama fans right now, who would you say – are the voices who needs to become the voice that's the big question over this bye week who would you say are the voices on this team and who needs to become the voice moving forward i just think that's something that not a lot of people are hitting on right now the difference between This team and teams of years past, those guys had some dogs, had some alpha voices, had some OGs that when they open up their mouth, nothing else matter. Big bruh is talking. Big bruh speak. We got to hear some inspiration. We we, got to get going. So who would be the voices on this year's team in terms of the defense? That's just my thought right there. We're going to go to a final break on this edition of In My Own Words, the podcast. As always, you download the Touchdown Alabama magazine app. Do that today for your iPhone. If you're rocking team Apple, Google Play if you got the Android phone. As always, subscribe. The TD, AlabamaMag.com for all the latest, and Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube. Upon our return, we will post the fan base. We will post you guys and really get your thoughts on Tuatanga Bangoa and the Heisman Trophy race. Is it important to you? Is it not important to you? We'll touch it up on the other side of the break to tidy up some loose ends. Don't go anywhere, folks. You're listening. To In my own words.